1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is dedicated to empowering our communities by providing progressive talk radio for our audience. We strive to be an intersectional voice for the voiceless. As a black-owned and operated station, we are committed to highlighting diverse perspectives and creating safe spaces for meaningful dialogue. We believe that everyone has something unique to bring to these political, economic, social, and cultural conversations. And we don't shy away from the hard conversations about current events. We endeavor to be a beacon of hope and understanding while boldly challenging listeners to think more deeply about difficult topics that impact us all. With this in mind, our mission statement at KBLA Talk 1580 is simple. To create an inclusive platform that promotes civil discourse through honest dialogue and encourages personal growth among our listeners so they can become the active agents of change. Our vision is to establish ourselves as the premier radio network with relevant programming across the beloved community, connecting people through shared experiences and collective power for lasting impact beyond these challenging times. We're just trying to close up the wealth gap, get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack, time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy, because we are ahead of the crypto curve, yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money. But I do this show, ladies and gentlemen, to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. And I would like to say happy birthday to several Cryptopians who have birthdays today. And you know that they are celebrities in my book. First, we have Brandon Edmond of Annapolis, Maryland. We have Rook Anjoha, which is in Anaheim, California. And then we have Shakita Sanders from Redford Chapter Township, Michigan. And last but not least, my little sister, Regina Hartman. Today is her birthday. I want to say to each and every one of you, may today be filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this fabulous day, which is your birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot going on out here in this space. And today is the first day of summer. That's what 
June 21st marks the first day of summer. And there are going to be a lot of things going on. When it heats up, so do tempers, so do all sorts of things heat up in our communities. And we know we've been talking about the power grids. There's just a lot of tension around the power grids, especially across the United States, where they're right now having electricity outages. I was watching on the news very briefly, uh, watching my folks cry, saying that they don't have food, they don't have water. Uh, they're ill-prepared for what is taking place right now in their states, all down in the South. And you know, it's just heart-wrenching for me to see my community in that situation. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got some work to do. I am always talking about preparation beats poor performance. Uh, and we have got to perform well during these times. Some things are going to come our way. And I believe that a lot of these situations are wake-up calls for some of the things that we've been talking about. Getting ready. What can you do if the power is out? You won't have a refrigerator. So you're going to need non-perishable goods. This isn't just going to happen in the South, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to happen all over because we are in the midst of some changes being made. And I want to make sure that our community is clear. Yes, we're talking about money, but money is what you're going to need. Resources are what you're going to need to maintain and sustain yourselves during these times. And so as we look across the United States, and even some of you are listening to me right now are in some of these regions that have been hit by these, uh, by the inability for them to bring back up the electric grids. You have to have non-perishable items ready. You have to have water. You have to have all the things that we've been talking about in the, in the call for self-sovereignty. We have got to make sure that we are ready and that our communities can withstand what is happening. Thank goodness that uh, there's not many more fatalities than we see right now. And I pray for those families that there are fatalities. But ladies and gentlemen, we have got to get ready. We've got to be ready so we don't have to get ready in the midst of whatever might come our way. And again, we're here talking about money. But yes, uh, we need to be talking about having these things in place so that you're not gouged when it is time for you to be able to access some of these food and some of this water. Because what's going to happen for those that are running out of water, water is going to go from being three dollars and 50 cent for 24 waters to being ten dollars if you're not prepared because they take advantage of you during these times and so let me just say this um we're here on ahead of the crypto curve we're going to talk about cryptocurrency but ladies and gentlemen i have got to make sure that you're understanding that we are in a time that we've never seen before i'm not here to scare you but to get you prepared for what may possibly happen. And if you're prepared, you can do better. We need to stop being consumers right now in this particular space because there are things that are coming down the pipe. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. So I'm again going to say to you, uh, be prepared, start getting your non-perishable items in place. I'm preparing in a different way, in a bigger way, because I know that I have got to have uh, a safe haven 
for my entire family, for those that are not listening, are taking heed to some of the things that I'm saying. And yeah, I'm going to be the one where everybody's going to be calling and saying, hey, can we come? We need this. We need that. And I'm going to prepare that for my family and friends. And so those of you that are able to do that, start thinking along those lines because your family is going to need you. Because as we see across this United States, we are ill prepared for any disaster, any man-made disaster, any God disaster, any of those things, we're ill prepared. So I'm just going to give this quote for the day. And it's not a cryptocurrency quote. It's not about cryptocurrency at all. And I don't think that I've ever said this in this fashion, but I'm going to say it today. Some people make things happen. Some people watch things happen. And some people wonder what the hell just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not allow the situations that are about to take place in reference to our money, in reference to these electrical grids, in reference to our economy in as a whole, do not be a victim to these things. Control your destiny. Start talking and thinking and acting like you are moving in a self-sovereignty type of way. With that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to start the conversation about cryptocurrency and some of the things that are happening that may be uh, something that you really need to understand and how a lot of these lawsuits are helping us in this cryptocurrency space. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, with more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. Financing details. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Welcome forward, ladies and gentlemen. Well, today we are going to have a conversation about cryptocurrency and we are going to talk specifically about Bitcoin and the altcoins. And so the reason why we're having this particular conversation is because some of you are asking, what does the lawsuit or the the fight against the cryptocurrency space how is that going to make cryptocurrency better? How is that going to make Bitcoin better? Is that going to hurt Bitcoin? Is it going to hurt the alternative coins? Is it going to push everybody away from cryptocurrency as a whole? But let me just say this. The SEC's lawsuits against cryptocurrency exchanges like Coinbase and Binance could damage a couple of things. First and foremost, as I've stated before, I'm really happy that it's going to hurt some of the alternative coins. And because the alternative coins have been hurting our community, they are giving false narratives. A lot of them are giving a lot of false hope. And I hope that some of those altcoins fall by the wayside. But many of the altcoins will definitely be damaged by what's going on. But Bitcoin is likely to emerge with a stronger long-term outlook due to its classification as a commodity. And as I stated yesterday, I called the SEC about the Bitcoin bank that we're doing that we have and just all these different things. And um re registering with the SEC means that it is a security and there are different rules for securities than they are for commodities. But since Bitcoin has already been deemed a commodity, 
we're under a different set of rules, but also because of the technology behind Bitcoin, I just think we're going to be great. But these lawsuits raise questions about which cryptocurrency should actually be considered securities, as we know, and the potential implications for the alternative coins and what we call staking, these staking programs that are offered by these exchanges. And if you didn't know that these companies were doing this, let me just kind of explain what they're doing. They're saying, bring me your Bitcoin. I'm going to hold your Bitcoin for you. And if you leave your Bitcoin with me, I'm going to give you 3%, 8%, 12%, 18%. And you have to leave it in for this amount of time. You're not able to touch it. But during that time, you're getting these staking rewards. Well, let's just talk about what they're doing on the back end that you don't know. They're taking your Bitcoin or your altcoin, whatever you're giving to them to stake, and they're actually selling it on another market for more money. And then they're giving you a percentage of what they're making. Case in point, if you give Binance your Bitcoin, Bitcoin is selling in the United States. Let's just say it's selling at 30,000, which it is today. But over in Nigeria, they could be actually selling it for 80,000. So yes, they can give you 16, 18, 20% staking on your Bitcoin. But what happens when the price of Bitcoin drops? Um, they're still actually going to make some money because they are gouging people in other countries. But uh, saying that, just making sure that you're understanding is that these staking programs offer people uh, massive amounts of interest. Uh, there are a lot of people that are making a lot of money with it. And anytime it's something that the government can't control, they're going to come after it. And so this is one of the things that's happening. But Bitcoin stands to gain from this lawsuit, specifically, ladies and gentlemen, through market share increases, um, a potential regulatory moat, greater regulatory clarity and improved sentiment will lead to an upgrade in the rating and a strong buy hold base and i'm part of what i call a buy hold base because i always state that i'm buying and i'm holding for future generations not necessarily for get rich quick even in five to ten years but i am holding for long term and so what could possibly happen is the sec's lawsuit could cause serious long-term damage to the exchanges, including Coinbase and Binance, as well as many of the altcoins, including uh, Cardano. I mentioned this before, Solana, Polygon. But the brighter side is we've been talking about and preaching about Bitcoin. Bitcoin can likely emerge from all of this drama with improved long-term outlook and because the SEC has made it clear that it considers Bitcoin a commodity, it is outside of the regulatory scope. So as an exchange, am I worried about the SEC coming to talk to me? Absolutely, I am. But am I selling alternative coins? Absolutely, I am not. And the reason why I am not selling altcoins was because first and foremost, I feel that some of these altcoins are like me selling crack to the community. So I don't do that. I stick with what I feel is going to make a big difference in helping us close the wealth gap in the next five to 10 years. And that is Bitcoin.
So the SEC's argument, so that you all understand what's, what this thing is all about, the SEC actually sued Coinbase, claiming that Coinbase is operating as a securities broker. So again, they're telling all of us exchanges to call the SEC and register. Well, when they told me to, that I needed a securities attorney, I don't sell securities because Bitcoin is a commodity. So I fall outside of the scope. Any of these exchanges are going to go through this because they are selling these different altcoins, which are being deemed securities. And so registration is legally mandated and would enforce requirements such as record keeping and inspections. And that would allow for the SEC to better safeguard investors against potentially illegal harmful operations. And I'm going to say this, ladies and gentlemen, whether we are with the SEC or whether we are with um, uh, the, the, the CFTC, whatever, we're going to keep good records. Illegal activity is going to happen, uh, whether we like it or not, not within our organizations, but just in, in general, uh, we can't control what happens with other people and them doing crimes. But us being registered with the SEC is something that needs to happen, especially for those exchanges that are selling you these security tokens and some of these other things, because they definitely need to be regulated. I still continue to say it's a good thing. And then Coinbase's argument is that the SEC's current guidelines are not complete enough to allow Coinbase to properly register with the SEC. And that is actually my argument at this point. What you're asking us to do is not within what the guidelines are right now. And a critical part of their argument is that the only um, they are only listing cryptocurrencies, which are commodities rather than securities. Commodities and currencies are regulated by the CFTC that I just mentioned, which stands for Commodities, Futures, Trading, Commission. And that is where we should be registering instead of the SEC. But the CFTC has not come out and told us to register there. So I hope that this is making sense. So the SEC is arguing that everybody needs to be registered with them, but their laws and rules and guidelines are not complete. And Coinbase is saying, you're not complete. You're not giving us the good information. And the cryptocurrencies that you're listing, such as Bitcoin, are commodities rather than securities. And so again, uh, playing it safe, we are going to remain a Bitcoin-only exchange, just in case they're listening to me. So the definition of a security was determined, ladies and gentlemen, in 1946 in a Supreme Court ruling, which requires a security to involve all of these four things. I need you to listen up. It is an investment of money. Yes. In common enterprise. Yes. With the expectations of profit to be derived from the efforts of others. So Bitcoin does not meet that. We are not a security. We are not doing things derived from the effort of others. However, a lot of the other cryptocurrencies, the alternative coins are. And I need to make this clear. Coinbase further argues that most cryptocurrencies don't meet these particular requirements because they can function in a transparent and decentralized way. Cryptocurrencies, though, uh, typically allow peer-to-peer -peer transactions 
and all of the transactions mostly are automa automatically recorded on the public blockchain. In other words, there is no expectation of profits that will come from the efforts of others. So the fourth requirement fails. As their name implies, cryptocurrencies are more like currencies than securities. So who's right? We have no idea who's right. Well, we know we're right, but who's going to win? I guess that's the question. So there is no doubt that Coinbase's argument, along with my argument, is correct for some of the cryptocurrencies, namely Bitcoin, which, again, even the SEC concedes that it is a commodity. But imagine a cryptocurrency that copied Bitcoin's technical design, but was created and initially sold by a company selling smartphones with the promise to pay 2% of its profits every year to the holders of its cryptocurrency. Why am I saying this? Because you've got companies out there who are working on Bitcoin's technical design, the blockchain, and are selling things. They're not necessarily selling smartphones, but I won't get into that because I don't want to throw any bricks. And they are promising to pay 2% of their profits every year to the holders of those particular cryptocurrencies. That's the security. It, the, it, it absolutely meets all four of the criterias. But Coinbase um, and Binance and some of the other ones are still correct in that cryptocurrency uh, could be bought and sold in a decentralized way with a record of the transactions available to the public on the public blockchain. This clearly is an expectation of future profit to be, to be derived from the earnings of um, those individuals who actually hold the coin, but we're not expecting it, anybody else's efforts to help us get where we need to get. And so um, if a cryptocurrency though is expecting others to bring other people in so that they can make profit and that you get recruiting bonuses and some of these other things, I would argue that theoretically, that particular cryptocurrency should be regulated as a security. And I'm thinking that every everything that I see is pointing towards the fact that they definitely will be uh, categorized as a security. And so all the people holding it are going to be in trouble, uh, just in my opinion, in trouble, not because the SEC is going to come after you, in trouble because you've bought into something that no longer has the value that you thought it would have in five to 10 years. In reality, most cryptocurrencies are somewhere between Bitcoin and the theoretic currency uh, that I've been talking about, which arguably places them in a gray area between securities and commodities. That's what's, that's what's making this regulatory issue so difficult to solve. And I can really say that there uh, is a perfect solution to this offer. Lawyers could and likely will argue for days about which cryptocurrencies are securities and whether all of these different exchanges could realistically have regi pro registered properly for the SEC under the current guidelines. So what they're doing again is they're dinging us, and I say us, uh, exchanges for something where they never had any clear current guidelines. And so it's, it's really difficult. Uh, to be able to maneuver in this space. But you know what? I am staying here 
uh, I'm a do or die type of chick. So we are staying here. We are going to make sure that our community continues to have the access that they need to cryptocurrency. We are going to continue to be 100% selling Bitcoin, uh, making sure that people have access to that. But we're, we're in for a fight, ladies and gentlemen. I have to say that because this is more, uh, this, there's more to this than meets the eye. Altcoins, alternative coins are under fire. There are, especially on these different exchanges, specifically, let's just talk about uh, Coinbase because I know their numbers right now. We offer one asset, that's Bitcoin. But Coinbase offers over 212 assets. And the SEC only explicitly called out 13 of those 212 assets. Um, and again, I'll read them out so that if you have them, you can start paying attention more and more to the, the fluctuation, to the going away of the coin, whatever is about to happen. Let me just read those to you. Solana, Cardano, Polygon, Filecoin, Sandbox, Axie, Infinity, Chillis, Flow, Internet Computer, Near, Voyager Token, Dash, and Nexo. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any of those 13 coins, I suggest you start doing your due diligence to find out if your coin is going to be affected by this SEC uh, ruling, by the company that you're, or the wallet that you're holding your coins on, if you're holding on any platform such as a Robinhood, they are delisting it and they are going to sell it for you. So I think it's going to be difficult for the SEC to argue that the current regulatory framework is actually clear enough so that any of us, Coinbase, Binance, BitMEX, any of those um, we can't clearly identify with these, what needs to be done. And just because they named these 13 coins, it's going to cause some of these altcoins to go chaotic. And so I personally wouldn't want to be holding any of these 13 cryptocurrencies or altcoins based on what I'm reading here. And so ladies and gentlemen, tread lightly in the altcoin space. But what you can bank on is that Bitcoin is going to maintain its dominance because of what it is and how it's created and that we're going to be able to trade in the very near future for our families anywhere in the world. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, sports, and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Eloquist. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. For KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you probably have heard already, there is a lot of excitement going on in the Bitcoin space right now because Bitcoin has just hit $30,000, $30,008.91. It's up in the last hour, 0.81% in the last 24 hours. It is up 7.55%. And in the last seven days, it's up 15.73%. Ethereum is trading at $1,873. It is as well up in the last hour, 0.36%.
In the last 24 hours, it is up 5.4%. And in the last seven days, it is up 8.11%. Ladies and gentlemen, this cryptocurrency space is going wild. And as some of you may know, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the feds, is making an announcement today and he keeps hinting that they are raising interest rates, that they're raising interest rates, that they're raising interest rates, or that they're going to raise interest rates. And I have to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, I really feel like this pause right now is to allow all of the institutions to get their house in order. And let me tell you why I think that. Because our markets are reactive. It takes a little bit of time to see the damage that they've done, the stress that they've put on the economy by raising the interest rate. It, it, it functions in a lag. So they raise the interest rate and it lags behind a month or two or three. And so they've got to make a pause to see how much stress. They don't want to crack the system, but they need to see how much stress is out there. And for those people that are in that space, this is going to give them the opportunity to get their books together, get things together so that they're not exposed uh, as to some of the things that they have not done and some of the things that they have done because a lot of the rate hikes are all data-based. They wait on the data. They've got to figure out what the data is first. And all of that data has got to come in. Again, I feel like a lot of the data is manipulated, but that's neither here nor there. They've got to take a look at the data to see if it's really even smart to be on the on the raising of the interest hikes continuation. But right now we're pausing, giving everybody a little bit time to shuffle. And really something else that happened today, as again, Bitcoin hitting 30,000 was a big deal. But on this platform called Binance.us, not uh, Binance, just the regular one, but the Binance.us, Bitcoin price actually spiked to $130,000. Now, I don't know what that was all about, but the exchange market death has declined uh, nearly 80% over the past month because of the regulatory woes. So um, they've lost a lot of business since SEC has come in and started to bother them. They've lost about 80%. But Bitcoin coming to 30,000 was good, but then for it to spike up to the price of 138,000 on Binance.us is something different. Like this is something different. I don't even know why there was such a sudden price wick on Bitcoin, uh, uh, Bitcoin and Tether trading pair, and but it happened. And this price shot up to those levels about 650 this morning. Uh, before immediately reverting uh, back to the Bitcoin spot markets. And so we don't know what that was about, but the move was like unlikely to have been caused by a trader wanting to pay nearly 450% premium on Bitcoin. Now, you know, people can pay a premium on Bitcoin. Somebody can call me right now and say, hey, I need some Bitcoin really bad, but I know, uh, you know, that you know, Bitcoin is selling for 30, but would you sell it to me for 50,000? Of course we would. And so just the same, somebody can buy a Bitcoin for 138,000. Money or current, whatever people are willing to pay for the good or the services, what you're able to trade it for. And see, that's what people don't really understand about Bitcoin. It is, it can be 
any price that someone is willing to pay or exchange for if they want to exchange hands. And so um, in the morning, the uh, European market is going to talk about their interest rates and what they're going to be doing. And so we've got a lot of, to watch on the macro. And a lot of people would ask, does uh, the European market have anything to do with what's going on here in the United States? Uh, absolutely not. But does it have something to do with what is going on with uh, the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency markets? The answer is absolutely, because Bitcoin and altcoins are worldwide. They're not centrally located in one country. So whatever happens worldwide actually affects this cryptocurrency market. And so that's why I'm trying to continue to educate you all to look at the macro, pay attention to the macro, see exactly where things are headed, what's happening in these different emerging markets, and these institutions with this new spot Bitcoin ETF, uh, the filing of the application, I told you all a couple of days ago, this is going to be a game changer because what this says is that institutions still want in and like it or not, I don't like it. A lot of us don't like the facts that, that institutions are coming into the Bitcoin space, but like it or not, these new emerging markets are always catapulted by the institutions and the institutions saying, hey, we want in is going to be something that's going to drive mass adoption, more mass adoption that can happen when somebody like myself is traveling around the country from city to city, just telling people to stack up on Bitcoin and ensure that their financial future is better. The, the real fact of the matter is when institutions start to come into this space, people start to open their eyes, people start to look and if you as a community, you as an individual have the Bitcoin that people are going to want, not only want, but need in the very near future, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we are putting ourselves in a great space. And so as we look at these price hikes, as we look at the price of Bitcoin going up and down, hitting $30,000 today, last week was at 25. I told you all that Bitcoin was on sale. It is critically, critically, critically important that you just get a little bit at a time. Adding Bitcoin to your portfolio is what you should be doing based on what I'm doing. I'm not providing financial advice. As I always say, uh, you can do what you want. You're grown, but you need to be adding just a little bit of Bitcoin specifically to your portfolio. Your portfolio is going to do well based on the fact that you have diversified your income and you have diversified your different assets. And so ladies and gentlemen, as we roll into money changing, as we get closer to July 1st, when the Fed now program comes out, the wheels have started turning. They're not going to reverse themselves. We have got to continue pushing towards decentralization. We've got to continue pushing towards paying attention to the macro. We've got to pay attention to what's happening with these electricity grids across the United States. We've got to pay attention to our food supply chain. We've got to pay attention to our money. We've got to pay attention to which one of these banks is about to collapse next because they are going to continue to collapse. And as we continue to pay attention, I am going to continue to bring things to your forefront, to the forefront of your mind so that you continue can continue to do what you need to do in the pursuit of happiness, in the pursuit of stability, 
in the pursuit of being able to help your family as much as you're going to need to, because the time is coming, ladies and gentlemen, as we used to say, it's hard out here on this yard. I am going to tell you it's hard on this yard. Just today, ladies and gentlemen, I got two phone calls, one from a mother with 10 children trying to figure out where she could possibly go and rent on her fixed income with her 10 babies. And then I got another call from a guidance, um, a guidance counselor at a school who's asking me if I knew a place for one of her prior students and her four children to go because they were being evicted today. They're loading up a U-Haul because she had an inability to actually pay her rent as a parent struggling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening. And it's not just happening to everybody's community. It's going to happen in our community more because it costs us more to live than it did just last year. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the Midday Money Chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. So we've got a lot of excitement going on, of course, in the Bitcoin space. I want to ask each and every one of you who actually have Bitcoin on the Black Wall Street wallet to do me a favor. If you are not familiar with how to remove your Bitcoin from the Black Wall Street wallet, I'm going to need you to do a couple of things. And I'm going to take some time today to go through this with you because I want to make sure that everybody gets themselves uh, in a position where they have and control their own Bitcoin. Number one, I need you to go into your app store and download the Edge wallet, E-D-G-E, Edge wallet. You're going to go into your back office, uh, into your app store, not your back office. You're going to go into your app store, ladies and gentlemen, and you're going to download the Edge wallet. Again, I do not get paid by Edge Wallet to utilize Edge Wallet. I don't get paid by Edge Wallet to talk about Edge Wallet. But what I do know, ladies and gentlemen, is that Edge Wallet has been safe for our community. They have done quite well. Uh, it is owned by a gentleman by the name of Paul. He is Filipino, not African-American. He is Filipino. Again, I do not get paid by Edge. But Edge is something that I think everybody should have in their, uh, on their phone as it relates to doing anything in the cryptocurrency space. You need to have several different wallets. I have an Edge wallet. I have a Blue wallet. I have a Trust wallet. I have a Exodus wallet. I have a Bitcoin.com wallet. I have all kinds of wallets. But Edge wallet is the one that I would like for you all to, do to download today. When you download your Edge wallet, you're going to identify your Bitcoin wallet. Now, that is the orange B, not the green B. And I'm going to say it again, not the green B, because the green B is Bitcoin Cash. That is not Bitcoin. You cannot transfer Bitcoin to a Bitcoin Cash wallet address. It has to be Bitcoin to Bitcoin. So then what I need you to do is go in there and find your Bitcoin address. Address. How you're going to do that is you're going to click on 
receive inside of your Edge wallet because you're going to receive the Bitcoin from the Black Wall Street wallet into your Edge wallet. And when you click on receive, it's going to give you a long string of letters and numbers. Those are the letters and numbers that you need to copy because when you get into the Black Wall Street platform, it's going to ask you for your wallet address. You're going to paste your wallet address in there from Edge and then you're going to send it from the Black Wall Street over to your Edge wallet. Now, it sounds simple for some of you. It sounds difficult for others. But because I talk to each and every one of you about doing your dollar cost averaging on a daily basis, I am wholeheartedly responsible for helping you get your Bitcoin off of the Black Wall Street wallet. So if what I just said to you is absolutely foreign, I need you to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And we are going to do everything possible to ensure that you are able to get your Bitcoin off the Black Wall Street wallet and into your own private wallet where you control your private keys. So again, you're going to download the Edge wallet, which means you're going to have to Remember where the password is, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have to write down whatever it tells you to write down. You need to keep that in a safe place. Ladies and gentlemen, to whom much is given, much is required. And I bet you when you look in your Black Wall Street wallet today, you're going to have a smile on your face because guess what? You've made some money. More than you would have if that same amount was sitting in the bank. Again, we're not talking get rich quick. We're talking adding Bitcoin to your portfolio. And the, those of you that did it on the Black Wall Street wallet, you're seeing some results. But we're going to help you move your Bitcoin. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 15. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody. But we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So our goal this week is to make sure that everyone is moving their Bitcoin off the Black Wall Street wallet into your Edge wallet to ensure that you always have access to your Bitcoin. I'm not sure um, what's going to happen after July 1st, but if you're having any difficulty Removing your Bitcoin, please, again, send me a text message and we will get on top of it trying to help you do what you need to do. The other announcement that I need to make is that we are having our Crypto Essentials uh, this weekend coming up. Now, we had originally decided to have it on this coming Saturday, but because of the, the music festival in Inglewood, which I will be in attendance uh, and hope to see you all out there, I am going to move it to Sunday. So the date for the Crypto Essentials has been changed. So for you or any of your friends and family that want to know or learn about Bitcoin and the evolution of money and how we got to where we are and what's happening with the Fed now and what's happening with the central bank digital currency, the Crypto Essential course is for you. So please, again, send me an email at asknajaroberts at, at gmail.com or send out that text message and we will get you signed up for the crypto essential, but immediately following that, I'll be doing a ledger in me one, two, three. For all of those who have not 
gotten their Bitcoin into their ledger wallet. The Edge wallet is a warm wallet, which gives you custody, but the Ledger wallet is a cold wallet, which gives you full custody, 100% offline. We're going to be setting those up. So if you're listening to me and you're anywhere else in the country, you can get that Ledger and Me 123 via Zoom. But if you're in the Los Angeles area, I will be in my office in Inglewood at Crypto Blockchain Plug, aka the Bitcoin Bank. And we will be taking everyone through moving their Bitcoin, setting up their ledger. Those of you that are interested, please reach out again, 424-317-7373, 424-317-7373. Ladies and gentlemen, what I do not want you to do is get excited about the fact that Bitcoin is at $30,000. We are not in excitement mode right now. We will get excited when it hits 100000 or 200,000 or 400,000. But for right now, we're not going to worry about price. Yes, the price has gone up and people are excited. You can look in your wallets for those of you that have been doing daily dollar cost averaging and get excited. What I want you to think about is buckling down and continuing to dollar cost average because the more you hold in your portfolio, the better off you and your family are going to be for generations to come when this thing actually does what it's supposed to do. And as you know, we're looking at the technology and not the price. The technology is what is going to carry us to be able to do whatever we need to do around this world at any time. Money is not everything, but it definitely gives you options. And options is what we are seeking in our community. Self-sovereignty is what we're seeking in our community. And we can do all of the above. We can make sure that our food supply is in place. We can make sure that we are prepared for the things that we're watching on the news right now, where you're seeing these people crying because they don't have their houses in order because they're not getting the education that you're getting. So let's continue to push towards self-sovereignty. Ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. Hey, you're listening to Nadja Robinson ahead of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.